genre. What up, everybody, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here, as I always am, with the other voices on this show, Sean Petit. What's up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, uh, This is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so if you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going to ruin them for you. I'm going to leave some timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything you need to skip our top story today is x-men number one by jerry duggan pepe laraz and marty gracia nice nailed it got it in uh, one so uh so before we get too far here we need to issue another retraction. oh god oh, another, no another one what did we do this time oh my god last week when covering cable number 11 we failed to point out a key detail oh boy when Strife was about to sacrifice the baby and unleash the demons on Krakoa, he says, Kanda, Astrata, which is obviously an Evil Dead reference. We here at Tales from the Short Box pride ourselves on 80s horror knowledge and apologize for any convenience this caused. Use code Groovy at checkout for free 80s horror reference on us. Klaatu Verada Niktu. Yeah, you know? I don't endorse this. Yeah, this is, it was Kanda, Astrata, Manto, so it's, it's from the original Evil Dead. Get your shit right. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, you're thinking you're thinking Army of Darkness. That's I an easy, easy mistake to make. And uh, I forgive you for it because. Sorry, we- I forgot. I, I brought up the wrong Bruce Campbell magic words. That's, I know, that's I'm on sorry. me. I'm sorry. Wrong Bruce Campbell magic words. Because there are so many. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I listened back to our episode because I'm a narcissist and I, I was so mad at myself. Is this just our bit now? We're going to find something that we fucked up every week? Of course <laughs> yeah, we I fuck like up this. everything constantly. And we never apologize. So I'm now perfect. we're, we're going to finally start apologizing. I don't apologize for perfection, guys. So. <laughs> Good, and look, I, we are not perfection by any means. <laughs> and I have to listen back to every episode. Mm, I have no choice that's in That's unfortunate. Yeah I, yeah, I don't have to. And it's... Whew. It definitely makes my week better. You know, honestly, the reason I, li- the reason I listened back to it is because um, I, uh, I got my hair you cut want- last weekend. Shout out to Angel, your fucking treasure. And uh, I was explaining to them the podcast, and they're like, oh, maybe I'll listen because, you know, I don't know anything about comics, but it sounds neat. And I like listening to you scream about how much you hate cops. And I'm like, that's all I do. So um, oh. I was listening back to it Truth. being like, did I say anything fucking like really cringy? Because <laughs> I told my friend to listen oh, to it. Th- that's that. That's that becoming friends with someone on social media and then scrolling through your own profile oh, right afterwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the pod- podcast equivalent of that. For you just sure. shared a yeah. meme and you're like, are they going to? Are they going to defriend me now? Oh, does this person yeah, like, hate what is me it, now? Yeah, what is this person's first impression of me? Let me let me go look <laughs> at that. Dick butt? All yeah, right, we good. all have too much anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't... Yeah, yeah I, notice, I, notice I didn't chime in on that. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I overthink myself so much that I listened to our own show and boosted our, our listening numbers. <laughs> Honestly, I think the greatest medicine for my anxiety is editing this show because I literally get to go back through a conversation I had and cut the parts I don't like. Which is bullshit because you only do that for yourself and you leave everyone else's burps and farts in. Hey, that was one burp and it was an accident. <laughs> I'm working on the fart, guys. I'm working on the fart. And, l- and lately, lately, I've been I've been kind of light with the editing on this show. So if it's if it seems kind of rough around the edges, a little extra punchy. It's because I'm lazy. We are all very rough around the edges and a little extra punchy. Mm. Truth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how was how was y'all's week? It um, it was a week <laughs> that we had. 
Uh, I've, I've been remember, all week. I'm trying to remember what I did. <laughs> um, my, my mutant power failed me. You know how I have that um, very specific mutant power of only... Pocket Deli? Um, no, that's yours. <laughs> that's <just> yours. <laughs> my my uh, really random mutant power is that I can teleport, but only into riots, and uh, <laughs> it failed me because I didn't I didn't show up in Center City to beat up the fucking Patriot Front. So oh yeah, I, I remember I, you you were really nervous about those guys, but every headline I've read since then was like Nazi piss babies. Sh- chased out of philadelphia by someone's mom so um, it's like it's, those guys didn't win anything that is true it's their rhetoric is so much scarier than anyone it else is very works. scary yeah, those yeah, are yeah. scary dudes they but have, like they're also their rhetoric is scary but they obviously yeah. aren't backing it up which is nice yeah. um and also yeah there was a hardcore show in chinatown at uh underground arts which i was too scared to go to because you know covid and all those dudes just like went over to center city <laughs> so like not necessarily run out by someone's mom probably run out by some dude in year of the knife <laughs> no the, the video the video i saw it was like it was clearly like some teen girl filming it and her mom was yelling at these guys awesome. and i was like oh my god they're getting chased off by someone's mom that fucking rules. all the videos i saw was them jumping in like penske trucks and yeah. like being yeah. chased off by Which fucking hardcore dudes like a like a polka band from the Midwest, <laughs> I mean, all they, riding they in the back were. of a Penske truck. Yeah, it's just like a they bad fucking were polka. It's like a, from the Midwest. It's a bad bit from like an '80s comedy. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a Home Alone bit right there. Yeah, it's it's for sure from um, uh, the Blues Brothers. Yeah, the that's, Kenosha, a, that's exactly Kenosha. what I was thinking of Blues Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> the Kenosha Kickers. Yeah, back when Kenosha was known for kicking. A, a fictional polka band and <laughs> yeah, not, you know. <laughs> right. Now, who we thunk? got away from this a little bit, didn't we? We always yeah, do. Yeah, a little bit. So so we always like do. everything we always talk about. Now, Pocket yeah, Deli. Shockingly. Got it. <laughs> I was saying, I've, you, uh, can't, you can't uh, overuse the Pocket I Deli. I saw our conversation Don't... last week inspired my lunch the next day, so can we just talk about food again so I know what to eat for tomorrow? Just make oh, um, for me. Uh, we, we, we have an update. Sean and I hung out in person for the first time in a very long time. Last yeah. week. And shockingly, I bailed. You bailed. Uh, and I'm disappointed in you, Casey. We, were, we, we had we a lovely time. And I wasn't Not invited. my fault. <laughs> not my fault that y'all tried to have a, f- a fucking barbecue on the fourth of july in the suburbs like 20 miles away from uh, uh, rj i invited i, I invited the whole cast <laughs> I, w- I want people to know that you were absolutely invited yeah <laughs> the audacity of us have a barbecue on probably like the, the biggest barbecue holiday of the year yeah but septa is not very conducive to traveling to that place <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, though, Casey, Sean didn't text me the next day and say he had a lovely time, so I guess you missed a shitty party. So Wow! Oh, do people do that? <laughs> yeah, what year is it? Jesus. I'm just messing I'm not around. your mom. Enough pocket deli. No, no, no. He wrote you a handwritten letter. It's going to be in the mail any day. Yeah, you'll get it any We day. had the best time at your party, the wife and I. Thank you I, very uh, much. I've had a sore throat because I haven't been used to like talking um, loud enough for other people to hear me in over a year, so I guess thanks. <laughs> <laughs> or you just got COVID at my house. Well, that's been like. We go. It's the, also weird that I haven't been able to taste since being at your barbecue. It's because the food was just so good. Don't have that problem, thank God. <laughs> no, that's been like the fear. I told Christina like Thursday. I was like, oh, yeah, I've had this sore throat ever since we've been out. She looked at me and was like, um, what? I was she like, didn't light you on fire immediately? <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't worry. She didn't react like you have the plague and just run for the hills. Well, it's like that because she had one too, and then that, and I burned the shit out of my lungs smoking on Monday. So it's just been a week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So comic books, who's got them? Yeah, hamburgers. So (laughs) 
So this is a this is a heavy Tynan week. We it we is. are always a this is Tales from the Tynan. Tales from the Tynan, baby. Uh, we are always a Tynan standing podcast, but this week we are really fucking going for sure. In. Not um, on the top story, but we're talking about Tynan we're just gonna, all yeah, we're just over this using shit. the rest Tynan's of the podcast not to the talk X-Men about him. Bullpen yet, baby? <laughs> That's Tynan all. It all up. Come on. Casey, I can I can only get so erect, all right? <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. Because throw him in the like. Can, yeah, Tiny like, Riding X Men is 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 Boner City personally. Yeah. You know, stop. <laughs> well, that is a classic cultural uh, pop culture reference. Okay, is it? I don't even know. Yeah, it's from Archer. Oh yes, that's that is true. Okay, anywho, also I have a I have the first Tiny book of the of the episode. Uh, nice House on the Lake number two by James Tiny the Fourth. Alavro, Alavro, Martinez Bueno, and Jordi Belair. I'm sorry if I <laughs> fucked that up. I am the whitest person I know. Mm. All right. I don't think we got um, to talk about the first issue. Did we talk about? Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about it or not. I know I read it when it came out. We talked f- about it as a collective unit, but I don't think I we like talked it about it on the show. Week that Casey left. Yeah, that might have been it. That it might have been right around then, It was the first then, week yeah. and we decided, fuck it, like, we make the rules, so we're just going to take that week <laughs> off, too. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was, like, the day before I was supposed to get on an airplane, so we're like, you know what? No. Um, anywho. Yeah, so Nice House on the Lake, if you did not read the first issue, you're fucking up. The first issue <laughs> is, um, there's this guy, Good Walter. Start. Yeah. Uh, this guy, Walter, um, has this group of friends. Some of them kind of know each other and intermingle. Some of them are just his friends and barely know anybody else in the group. But it's he like gathers- a collection of people he's met throughout his life. Exactly. Yeah, yeah he collects all of it. his closest friends um, into this um, getaway for like a summer like vacation at the nice house on the lake. Hence the name. Didn't we find it out that nice uh, it's a nice house? Nothing else is nice. Uh, we find out that Walter is a fucking alien, and and he has gathered all of his, these people together because they were his favorite humans, and he agreed. They, you know, the other aliens agreed to let him have them be spared. So this is their little oasis from the literal apocalypse that's going on everywhere else on the planet. And uh, that's where the issue and is. And that was issue yeah. one. That was issue one. <laughs> Which, like, is so fucking impressive that, like, I was like, ooh, this is going to be a good mystery while reading the whole issue. And then, like, the end of the issue is like, I'm an alien. This is what's happening. Fuck you. And it was just like, whoa. Like, okay. Yeah, the other weird thing, like, like it kind of set this weird tone because each character had, like, a designation. Uh, when he did these they invites, they each have a sigil. I they have a sigil out. of some sort, and yeah. then they all have like a designation, like reporter, writer, scientist, doctor, so artist. Like there's a, yeah, it's there. It's very purposeful. Why yeah. these people? I think there's twelve of them. Yeah, it's very uh, yeah. clue. Yeah, it's very it's, you know yeah. gathering a gathering an ensemble of random people together in a house, right. um, and everyone's a specific color. Gives, gives me real yeah. uh, Danganronpa vibes, but no one knows what that is here. So, love yeah. that. Nope, you, you lost sorry. Me. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, someone out there in listener land, someone out there in listener land just got real fucking excited. <laughs> <laughs> so number two starts out with um, them just coping with the knowledge um we get a really cool flashback because yeah like we said all these people knew walter in their regular lives as a regular person um so like at one point like one of the dudes is talking about he's the pianist he's uh the musician i forget if they call him the musician or the pianist but he's like something like that yeah yeah but um he's talking about like them being in their dorm room in college and like 
like uh, Walter saying something like really like ominous, and he's just like, "It's just, just like I don't. There's so little time left, and I'm not ready." And then like the friend is like, "Oh, buddy, we'll be friends after college is over." And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, after college. College. That's what I meant." <laughs> yeah. Nah. Um, so- <laughs> Um, and we all, we get all these, like, I think the story is being told in flashbacks from, like, like, later in the apocalypse. Because With flash forwards. All, yeah, there's some yeah, flash like, forwards, like, yeah. They're all, like, haggard and actually post-apocalyptic and bearded and long hair. Well, the, and, like, yeah, it, it opens with one. Yeah, Just, yeah, the yeah. opening of both issues is, like, later on in the, during the apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, there's also really cool house log transcripts of, like, full... Yeah. conversations which is like a cool well, full conversation yeah because there's cctv throughout the whole house yeah. too it's yeah, really interesting them. it's really interesting juxtaposing this with um department of truth last week that had the the diary entries mm-hmm. yeah. it's like i mean not only time not only is Tylen getting a better as a like becoming a better writer which is seemingly impossible since he's already so good but <laughs> he's also getting more experimental which is yeah. just yeah, it's- crazy it's a cool supplement to like you get filled in on this thing that's already happened in the house in a you know one or two pages instead of having to go through that whole scenario like yeah. you, you get this whole yeah, situation. Yeah, because also in the last issue Nora got her fucking hand blown off. <laughs> and so this this transcript is just them coping with with that situation. Yeah, yeah, so like the doctor is like trying to calm everyone down and get supplies and like people are freaking out being like this can't be real and like you know that whole thing is happening and it's very well done. Um but yeah, so so it goes through yeah there's more transcripts there's more like um yeah video footage of them mm-hmm. um there's one husband and wife as well um which is interesting um yeah, so the- they're kind of coping with this like how'd you sleep like not great like i just doom scrolled through the entire internet watching everyone's faces the, the get melted off social media is like just full of people exploding yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they're just like oh, okay and then um one of the dudes uh is like literally about to like he's like take he gets out of the shower and walter's just standing there and he's like hey i need your help he's like oh shit and like and you see walter's like alien form like manifested in the mirror he's like a cronenberg monster he's a yeah. cronenberg he's a melty cronenberg monster for <laughs> sure. I, uh, I love that that's just a genre of creature now is cronenberg <laughs> uh, um also there's a really cryptic spooky um itinerary of the first week oh, that-, that was well that was the itinerary that he sent out to plan the whole trip but what she's doing is figuring out why she's there yeah because they all like, knew each other they're much closer to walter yeah, she, and she's literally drawing she drew she drew out all the sigils mm-hmm. and she's like drawing circles around them how people know each other and, and she's, she's just the lone person but there. yeah but she still um, knew walter they they were all like friends from my college or they grew up together with him and she was yeah. like some random person I think they just met in like a coffee shop or something like that. Yeah, that was they the talk first about issue, in the first issue. There, yeah. yeah, but the 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 itinerary is so spooky because it's just so banal. Like it's just like well, now that oh, the world's ended, it's way creepier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you look at it from the perspective of the world being over, it's just like everyone arrives, steaks on the grill, uh, for the night crowd, monster movie, and then like it's like. We have to relax and have a pool day, family dinner. I'm wondering uh, if, like... For the, for the night crowd, Terror Thursday. Like, what? <laughs> I'm wondering if, like, his group of friends aren't just, like, his closest friends, but also the only people throughout his time on Earth that would put up with him. 
he had to have been like a fucking creepy dude. Yeah, he was yeah. weird. But they, yeah. the, the one character talked about like he was, they were really, he was really drawn to him. Yeah. Even, like no matter what, no, even knowing that everything was happening, he's like, I still wish he was here with like, me. We've only gotten <laughs> a few flashbacks, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, had so to far, have like the major red flags. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know what it is with this dude. Every time he walks in the room, I get a nosebleed and I get tunnel vision. <laughs> My vision narrows. I start to f- like feel like I'm gonna faint. The guy, oh, the guy at the deli reference? didn't get his order right. He blew his arm <laughs> off with psychic powers. But yeah, no, that's there's definitely and like the way he met the uh, I believe it was Nora, right? Or I forget who the, the from the from the first issue, their origin is like, how do you think the world's gonna end? Mm. And like they just keep having that oh, conversation Sarah, throughout their. Uh, Nora's <clears throat> one of the childhood friends. Oh yeah, yeah, Nora's the one who got her hand blown off. Um, yes. but yeah, yeah, like the way they met is, um, you know, what do you think the world's gonna end? And, it's like, and then he like hits her up by saying, "Let's continue our discussion." It's just like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Um, yeah, it was yikes. yeah, very off-putting. Yeah. Big old yikes. Um, <laughs> big old yikes. <laughs> so we get a little bit more of like the characters like intermingling and a lot of really good character development of them like a lot of it's coping. Yeah, right a lot now. of just this like you know what the fuck do we do now? Well, the you one know? lady wants um, cigarettes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's just characters. like we're gonna find a whole fucking room full of cigarettes because he's so nice, you know. Well, like, they figured so like this she... house was crafted for us, so there's there's yeah. got to be something here that'll help yeah. us. And if I'm gonna get through this, I better I'm gonna need some fucking cigarettes. Yeah. So she starts talking about how she wants cigarettes, and she's like, "Well, you know, how are we supposed to, um, like, you know, sustain ourselves if this is like all the food that we have? So there has to be more planned. So they go investigate the house." Yeah, they Which start kind of searching mission. around. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so that's uh the two of them find a library and the all the bookshelves are are filled with like how-to books, stuff on like building, repairs, boat maintenance, It's a that huge sort of stuff. library too. It's a huge library. And then there's an entire <laughs> bookshelf on all the comics and books that he tried to tell Nora to read. Mm-hmm. And there is like a like a murderer's row of excellent comics in this in this section there's like all of sandman and like uh there's some kurt vonnegut in there there's from hell there's actually i think there's a couple there's the terror uh which is great 20th century boys for for your manga fans like there's like it's just fucking oh invisible is in there yeah, yeah of course um uh, earth 2 from jla uh yeah like it's all great but then in the in the process of looking through these books they find uh a key and uh that's kind of like well we leave that story off there and then we get the b plot which is um one of the characters was just like walking around the grounds just trying to figure out because there's like an imaginary wall that like holds them in they can't leave and as he was walking around he um touched this creepy fucking statue up front and uh he saw his home so what it looks like now yeah. yeah. So so if you touch the statue, you see what your home is experiencing. So it's like on fire currently. and yeah. full of so melting one of them, people. One of them touches, so one of them touches <laughs> it and it goes to like fucking Times Square or something. Like it is just it's full uh, of Cronenberg monsters. <laughs> full of Cronenberg. Giant, there's a giant squid monster. Yeah, it is just. Like, <laughs> they'd be so lucky to get a giant squid monster. It looks like they're literally just all like melting and being disformed. Yeah. Like it's just. Not it, it, great. They're burning, and yeah, it's just a it's just a wall of fire. What a fun time! It's real bad. Um, yeah, and then we get so the the guy that earlier on I need to memorize everyone's names. He's but the, the comedian. Pianist, 
He's the comedian? Yeah, he's playing with the piano, but I think that guy is... I think he's the one that's supposed to keep everyone happy, and that's, that's like his whole vibe. Well, so the thing with him is, he's the one who was like in the shower when he saw Walter. Yeah. And uh, Walter said, I need your help. He's talking to his wife saying like, so like, what if this is the end of the world? Like, shouldn't we just like make the best of it? Yeah. And it's, I'm just getting real fucking creepy vibes from that yeah. whole thing. Like, like nefarious as fuck. There's yeah, this, uh, there's also this page where uh, he's playing the piano and it's all these, the, the page turns into these small panels of close-ups of him touching the keys and also mixed with people touching the statue. Yeah. And, um, the, the two girls, uh, going, like, turning the key and it's this, it's gorgeous and it's one of like the best formatted pages i've seen in a while it's, like you can almost hear it like the, well, it's the so cinematic it's yeah, like the, just the, all the, these yeah. harsh cuts like and you can just like the camera like swirling around like and it's so cool yeah yep it's fucking great and then yeah the girls find uh an artillery stash that's what was behind the keys yeah, they well, find, like, fucking yep. weapons cache yep and then uh yeah, and basically yeah. his whole idea is like we just got to try to make the best of it. Like, what if we just take everything at face value? Which, and- which tells me that he's going to be the one that keeps everyone in line and does, like make right. sure. Well, that I think that's follows. why Walter went to him because I think yeah. he knew that that was going to be his role yeah. here. Well, he's being like seduced by Walter. Yeah, yeah. He, he exactly. can see him, so he's going to be a traitor <clears throat> yep. probably. Yep. Yeah, it's not. <sighs> also, someone pointed out online. I don't know. Uh, I think it's just a rumor, but there might be um, uh, an 11th. There was like a spot for like an 11th guest and there's only 10 people. Ooh. Yeah. That's well, interesting. I, would the, I would think the implication would be him. Ma- maybe. Wouldn't he be the 11th? Not if he's inviting people. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Somebody hidden in one of the fucking, you know, <laughs> just, like just hanging rooms. out. Oh, God. <laughs> but... It's real intriguing either way. It yeah. it is fascinating. Like I have not been this like like it's it's completely coming in from left field. Like it is it is such a unique vibe and and like haunting. Like it is so quick really pulled me in. Like it's it's super impressive. I should expect no less from Tynan at this point. Yeah. Well, well speaking of Tynan. Yeah. <laughs> he also wrote Batman one ten last week <laughs> along with uh Jorge Jimenez and Tomeo Mori. Yeah. He also um, <laughs> <laughs> So uh Batman gives uh this a-hole warrior cop a bad case of punch diarrhea. Peacekeeper <laughs> Peacekeeper one baby. I don't I don't know about giving him punch diarrhea. I'm pretty sure he's getting the shit knocked out of him. Well, there's a lot of that too. Yeah. It's one That's of those a- fights where it's like we haven't had a good Batman fight in a while where Batman's clothes get ripped off. But Batman yeah. gets the shit beat out of him in this. And that's pretty much the entire B plot of this issue is mm-hmm. just like a slobber knocker. Yeah, just an absolute <laughs> barn burner of a fight between Are we not doing uh, phrasing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh uh, man, you with the archer quotes. Hey man, I'm on it. Um, 
But yeah, no, this, I I just, uh, I love Batman punching a cop <laughs> for a whole issue. It does feel kind of good. It, we were talking <laughs> off mic about, like, how the hell did he get away with this? <laughs> and it's... how the hell is Dean Kane not having a fit about this? I just he doesn't actually read comics. He's just done he's it just... so well. Like, he's... Bootlickers don't read comics. He's made... It's true. <laughs> he's made this police state all through Future State and this, like, building this story, like very clearly building this like these are the bad guys this is yeah. not how we should be fixing this problem <laughs> i really like that um the uh bringing in the peacekeepers has caused uh, montoya to to say like nakano is giving too much power uh-huh. to saint so uh we're starting to see even more of the building blocks of her becoming the question so yeah i'm just so excited just want yeah. that to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's like a bit of that good cop, bad cop vibe between mm-hmm. Montoya and like the rest of the, the powers the that be in Gotham City. It's funny yeah. because a Peacemaker even calls Gordon a cop hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. he's... Because Gordon susses out bad cops. But uh, the, right. the Peacekeepers yeah. actually like blew up, what, like Town Hall last issue? City Hall, yeah. And uh, so... Uh, they're blaming it on Miracle Molly's people. On the Unsane Collective. Yeah, they're using it on, as the, a, yeah. on the anarchists, essentially. They're like, oh, these fucking anarchists. This have to- sounds familiar. Right? Yeah. Isn't it weird? Yeah, huh. wow. I, I, you know... That's all, I'm just gonna let that hang. I'm yeah, gonna we're just gonna it. let that hang in the atmosphere <laughs> for a minute. Like a, like a bad fart. Jesus. Um like a, like a burned like a, down police prison, <laughs> like a pocket Stop. deli fart. <laughs> <laughs> so Oracle, all this time is trying to get in Batman's ear, and it's just like getting nothing back. Well, he's like, in so a, she's just the building is like black. The building out. they're in is just yeah. He's in like a, a fucking zone. blackout zone. Yeah. So yeah, she can't talk to him at all while he's getting his ass beat by peacekeeper. So, so she gets on the bat phone and is like, okay, Batman is unresponsive. Bat Avengers assemble. Bat, bat, go. Then- bat people go. <laughs> We and Nightwing's like I'm all the way to Bloodhaven. I've gone, yeah. getting there. Let me yeah. walk faster. Go- Ghostmaker's like I got this shit. Yeah, yeah, Ghostmaker's like I have a fucking plane. Dude, or whatever. this whole this, is- this whole bit with Batman setting off explosives and Ghostmaker was fucking awesome. It's also yeah, it funny really because uh, like earlier they had established that Oracle has like notoriously gotten like it's like very hard to get uh, Ghostmaker on the phone. <laughs> yeah, so, but so yeah. Anyway, Batman is like getting his ass beat, so he's like, "I need to, I need to retreat." So he he planted grenades in the building to explode in Morse code to talk to Ghostmaker. Yeah, and Ghostmaker's like, "Ah, you, it's almost imperceptible, but I fucking." And heard Harley's it, so like, I know "Wait, what who? What is? Who's blowing up grenades in Morse code?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he just literally jumps out of the building, and Ghostmaker's like, "I got you, bro." <laughs> yeah, he's like, he calls, he's like on the phone with the Oracle, and he's like, "If I die, if we die, just know that it's his fault, not mine." <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "It's gonna rip your fucking arm socket out if you." catch him at this speed he's like well we'll find out yeah it's like well bruce is gonna owe me a new arm i guess i just love his response like he's like that was very irresponsible he's like "Eh, i would have figured something out if you didn't figure it out it's like all right bro (laughs) (laughs) and then and then we find out through harley that this this peacemaker one Mm. guy 
was an abusive guard at Arkham for years. Just has this like long history of like even before she was Harley when she was there. yeah when yeah, she was, was there as a doctor yeah, yeah. so yeah. for years she's like I know he's fucked up uh, mental patient mental health worker because I'm a fucked up mental health worker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but there's no records of him doing that because all the personnel files are gone so how it's convenient just like, they just think yeah. that he's a you know. Uh, and we still don't know who gassed Arkham. That's true. It's starting yeah. to seem like... Could it, it be cops? Or <laughs> or this saint dude and Scarecrow. Uh, yeah. Also, yeah, because the saint dude is, like, getting extra evil. Yeah. Like... Yes. Yeah, so anyone named Simon Saint of yeah. Saint Industries <laughs> but, is but he, definitely going to be evil. But he's been in, in Peacekeeper 1's ear this whole time. Like, find, you know... Yeah weaknesses in the bat suit and then like he has a, mic, like a he's floating like, disc yeah, like yeah. He's straight up UFO. E- yeah he has a straight up evil lair in the sky <laughs> yeah. but it, there was one point where it's like the fact that he's been fighting batman for this long in our first encounter with batman is kind of a win like yeah cause people, that doesn't happen unless you're literally super powered but yeah he's then, going like 10 rounds with this guy or like yeah you know, bane yeah, let's just say, unless it's Bane, you, he pretty much beats you. <laughs> but I was, I was going to say, tangentially related to, uh, you know, who gassed Arkham and the fact that we didn't get to talk about it, but Joker 4 was fucking brilliant and it's <laughs> so good. Uh, I mean, because that's, that's the whole plot of Joker is, you know, who, like, just what Joker's story is about is who, who uh, gassed Arkham. So. I also, I, I just want to point out, I don't think it's a mistake that Peacemaker, or what the hell is his name? Peacekeeper? Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper 1. Peacekeeper, Peacekeeper 1. Um, he calls Batman and everyone else a loser. And a hippie. Like 20 times. Losers and hippies yeah. the whole time. Uh-huh. That's like his insult. It's like, such a loser. Yeah, that, like, you and your losers, also, friends. Very he loser. might as well be calling him a cuck at Also, point, Saint right? is like, uh, oh, we'll... There'll be plenty of time to take care of Batman. You know, don't worry about it. And he's like, I don't... He's like having narration to himself. He's like, I don't want to. I want to murder him. It's like, yeah, okay. He's like, I'm here to... Yeah, I'm here to kill Batman. Yeah, he has no intentions of just like, oh, we won. It's like, no, I'm just going to straight up murder you. Like, But he's also no like losing... I mean, I guess he didn't really have much of a conscience before because he was an asshole. But he's yeah. like, he's becoming just like a like a murder bot when he was already psychotic are you telling me when they gave sadists uh too much fucking power they lose control like like actual power like power that was actually a harvard experiment that like but i don't even think he needed (laughs) that i think that was like the whole deep like he didn't need power like he was already a fucking monster (laughs) yeah there's a there's also uh i'm gonna nominate this for panel of the week uh we get just it was was, up before you go it was a stanford prison experiment uh that's stanford fuck but uh we get what i think is my favorite panel of this week which is just a throwaway moment where oracle's like i've got eyes on mahoney but she's eating a burger And it's like I we've talked about this before. She eats while she's in people's ear a lot in this book. Yeah, and man, that she's must hungry. that must drive Bruce fucking crazy. Uh, she's on push to, she's on push to talk. It's fine. No, yeah. but she's like saying it with a mouthful of food. Like you I mean, also relatable. Girls gotta eat. You know? I mean yeah, I do love Oracle. Whenever Batman's she, annoying you, you just go right right uh, in his ear. I 
but she was like it. eating chips in one yeah. issue. What like <laughs> Batman deserves it sometimes. Uh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> well, yeah, she she was he was dark for a while. I was like, I'll, I'll can't give him wet socks from fifty miles away. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Oracle. I think is my favorite member of the Bat family. Um, I just love her desk setup, and I want. I want that for me. Mine is just, Miracle Molly. Don't tell me she's not part of the Bat Family already. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, she's next issue. Oh, she's we didn't got even a rad get to outfit. the end? Yeah, yeah which we yeah. didn't even get to yet. So yeah. the, the end is we cut to the Unsane Collective, like trying to scramble and kind of burn the down their squad there, so they can they yeah, get the hell coming. out of Dodge. And then they turn around and it's a bunch of these peacekeeper motherfuckers with guns pointed. And she's she's basically like, okay, look. No Take one's going to peacefully. I promise we won't resist. Yeah, is literally I, what she says. No, but we're most people here aren't even trained to fight. We're not going to fuck with you guys, whatever. And then Peacekeeper comes on the on his little phone earpiece thing with Saint like, hey, uh, I yeah, I don't know what to, I, I kind of uh, lost words. Saint for isn't a as interesting as Oracle. He says, he says, uh, he says we're getting met with armed resistance requesting the option to use lethal, lethal force to apprehend the terrorists known as the Unsanity Collective. He says request granted. So yeah. So he's literally just going to murder mm. the anarchists even though they, they gave themselves up willingly. Yeah, so that's not a great place But to on make. the plus side, we probably get to see Miracle Molly kick some ass next issue. Yeah, I, the, yeah we do. The next thing to happen is they're all going to just beat these guys asses, right? Like that's... We find out yeah. that they are very much trained to fight. Well, like, well, that's so what I'm Miracle hoping. Molly is oh, uh, incredibly. She's incredibly good with tech, and he is just a tech suit. Like exactly. he's just a fucking. Also, Iron Man like suit. she has a whole like Technicolor jacket. Who knows what's in there? <laughs> yeah, she does and have a rad ass outfit. She can have she a pocket down has, in there. I think she's gonna have <laughs> Batman. Um, was it Ghostmaker and Harley coming? Because he knows, like, they're going after the Unsanity Collective, mm. and now they're like bros. So Batman's probably going to go try to help them out. Exactly. Yeah. Also, they're going after kids. Which is, like, don't. What yeah, about? that's Batman yeah. doesn't like that very much. <laughs> nope. Notoriously, Batman not a fan of attacking. Yeah, not, especially not a huge fan. <laughs> especially children without parents. They're, I don't yeah. think it they're not. Doesn't seem to be they're bad. not in an alley per se, but they're in an enclosed spot. Yeah, yeah, they've got that whole like Foot Clan teenager hangout place that they're all. Yeah, I just like to think Batman has like security cameras in like every alleyway. <laughs> just you always got to be sure. Yeah. you always got to. Yeah. Kids coming out of movie theaters got to be you know taken care of. I just like that the place was called Crime Alley. Like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? Maybe don't walk down there Listen. with your pearl necklace, you idiot. <laughs> Where, no one, no, no other place was showing Zorro. <laughs> so uh what else do we have by james tyne oh today? boy uh that's that's my <laughs> james tyne book um i've got win number eight uh by james tyne michael dialnis and uh yeah that, there we go <laughs> and that's it and that's the masthead I think we missed number seven we did. so we should probably give the the readers uh, the listeners a little bit of a recap well, the vampires um fucked the shit up of yeah, the, they they fucked of the, the army yeah. of the princes they, they blasted, of the... blasted the hell out of the prince and the duke's ships yeah. and uh, Thorn gets like grievously injured so wind like flies him away and then they all kind of are like you know up on the uh, cliff top yes. safe from the vampires continuing to murder everyone that escaped <laughs> the and they're, uh, they're gonna get help from the fairies yeah. maybe 
Which well, is where maybe. they were headed anyway, but now they're on foot. But they're like they're, they're like heading into this forest that we yeah. we uh get told that this forest is like built from the like the, the people who like created the, the world kind of the like wind. it's basically the gods, yeah. yeah. And it's like it's the oldest super forest. The, yeah, all the trees are uh you can't cut them down. Or the fairies I like that they're deities. <laughs> I like that their deities are the four winds. I like yeah. that a lot. Very cool. Yeah. It's very like indigenous vibe, um, like like that kind of origin. So Wynn yeah. is like running, trying to get help, and he comes across like a like a spider's web, and then this the this new character appears, and she is the most adorable thing on <laughs> this earth. The, the second most adorable, only after her mom. I <laughs> love her so much. She's so my cute. favorite character. Uh, yeah, yeah, she's the daughter of my other favorite character that got murdered. Um, the dragonfly lady that helped them yeah. in, the, in the first story arc. Um, although she looks like a spider. This one, yeah, she looks more like a spider. The mom looked more like a dragonfly. Which is funny because there's also a big spider in this book that is the enemy yeah. of them, but she does look like a... I don't I understand. I think it's the age. Maybe she isn't like a full... I think the fae just Maybe. kind of have like bug-like well, features. I, I love the... So that's actually one of the things I want to talk about was the fact that we, we've talked about how good the art is, but I don't want to just draw specific um, attention to the character design, which is fucking amazing. And I really want action figures of almost <laughs> everyone. They would make great action figures the way they're, the character designs yeah, are. The, they're very The fairies fun. are so cool. The fairies are my favorite thing in this book. They've got like I, bug armor. They're so cool. I also yeah. like that they're kind of aging wind up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's clearly like growing up as the yeah. book progresses. Also yeah, the absolutely. vampires look awesome. Uh and yeah. you've got like the one is like holding a skull at the end of the book and it's really cool. Um Yeah. And I love the fucking origin story that we get in this yeah. issue. It's great. So Wind gets gets captured kind of by the by the by the daughter and she's like, You let my mom die. You suck. Um <laughs> and then takes him to the the fairy homeland. I don't know. Well, for, he's like he's like, hey, your mom, your yeah. mom sacrificed herself to help us, and I'm really sorry. I also lost my mom. Oh, yeah. But my friend, but my friends are dying. Can you help them? And so yeah. like she sends out her like army to go collect the the other like the the rest of the party who's walking through yeah. the forest. And then we cut to um the the rest of Wind's party. And they, uh, they're like going through the woods, and then you can see that um, they're being tracked by the vampires. But because they have uh, someone that's wounded, there's this like trail of blood that's like floating up. Like these vampires yeah, have like, the, like blood, the blood scent. Yeah, yeah. They're like sharks. I thought that was really cool. The, yeah, it was that really like well they're like land sharks. Red line. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, York is still continues to be the worst, just just <laughs> complaining the whole time, and just insulting the hell out of the people trying. He doesn't to want him. anything to touch him. He's like being really like annoying about things touching him. And I, I like there's one moment where he he has to be diplomatic, and like he's drawn completely different for one panel. Uh, it's because oh, yeah. he's oh, no, no, it's because he she, he thinks she's cute. Yeah, he's yeah, smitten. He, he yeah. Gets a, yeah, yeah, he gets the hots for the for the spider lady. Oh, I thought it was a ro- royalty and royalty thing. No, it's. I also love. There's a really cool part in this where um, 
like Duke is like his cousin who's been like the nicest guy. He's like <laughs> he's the he's, he's like, the perfect man. Yeah, yeah, he's like painfully friendly to everyone, yeah. and Yorick just continues to get Teak's name wrong like over yeah, and over, yeah. over again. And Duke's like, "Hey, that's my friend. His name uh, or their, their name, name is Teak." There, yeah, yeah. Their name. I, I, my, my mistake. But yeah, no, it's really cool. That there's a fucking non-binary character in here. It's like, yeah, their name is Teak. You are going to respect them. They're not my fucking servant. Like it's also, really cool. Just like whoa. Also, Duke the Duke keeps serious. doing this thing where he's like, yeah, the the prince. It's like you're not the prince. It's like yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like already <laughs> taking your spot. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. so funny. He's Yorick like, I'm just trying it, it out. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then we cut to um the the guy who saved them from. In issue five, the, it's, uh, it's, it's like Yorick's like right hand man. Like, yes, it's like his, that like, it's the guard, and then it's also Thorne's dad. Yeah, they escaped yeah. from prison last. Or issue. sorry, the chef, the chef, the chef. Yeah, that worked at, that worked with them. It's Thorne's dad, and then the the right hand man uh, from the they Epic escaped King. from prison last issue. Yeah, and, um, and now they're they're also they're in the also in the trying woods. to go help, and they yeah, come across a thick ass spider called a fairy catcher. <laughs> And this thing is horrifying. Also kind of adorable. It's, it's also super adorable. Yeah. It's real fun. Yeah, Thorne's dad is fucking yeah, badass. Man, the character man. designs are so cool. I just, I love, it's, it looks like a, like a magic card. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, they kill it pretty quick. They make swift work of the fairy catcher. And mm-hmm. then uh, they put it in the river so it doesn't draw attention. And, uh, or he sprout put, babies. <laughs> or and oh, so that doesn't was the sprout excuse, babies. right? Right. I think, yeah. Um, and uh, then he attaches a note to it for uh the king, and like it drifts all the way down to the kingdom, and uh, a guard yeah, like they, picks they it. They knew up. it was gonna get clogged in like the fucking water filter for Pipe Town. Basically, yeah. it's like oh, because this got- was before cell phones, and that's how yeah. you got people's attention. Someone's got to get days. a big stick and get this out of the way. You you put the note on the giant spider, and then you yeah. put the giant spider in the water filter. Come on, and that's how you. So that's how you yeah. send it, well, messages. It worked. <laughs> the messenger pri- pigeons are too lazy. Got to do the got to do the messenger spider. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. It's Moses style. Drift it down the river. So wind wakes up um, from being being taken. Uh, in he's in a room with the with a daughter and she's starts telling him the story essentially of the fairies and the vampires um which is these two the two of the winds that were sisters they were bored so they wanted to go like gain as much knowledge as they could but they figured that if they split up and went to different areas of the of the world that they could learn more and then they'd meet up eventually and like you know, figure, share what they've learned. But, um, one went, uh, one way and became a fairy and, like, created the fairies. And then the other one became a vampire and just wanted to rule everything and kind of got corrupted. And, um, so that's, like, kind of where the eternal war of the vampires and the fairies came from. It's so cool. It, it's, the way this is all done with like mosaic, like it's like it's stained all done glass, with, like, stained glass, fairies. like really art cool. style is incredible. And yeah, like like the younger sister went to the east, which was like a lush garden, and then the old elder sister thought 
like she had heard tales of the power that laid in the desert. So like the two both got corrupted by whatever magic was in those places, yeah. and that's why that's why it be she, one became fairy, one became vampires because like all the the raw magic. Oh. I also love when she's telling the story to Wind, and Wind's like. Uh, what about humans? And she's like, "What about them?" He's like, "They aren't in the story." And she's like, "Humans didn't come from Ezreal to didn't come to Ezreal for hundreds of years uh, after the war between the vampires and fairies began. Uh, they aren't in the story because they aren't relevant. Like, why are humans always <laughs> oh, and, putting they themselves are, in the center? But they are they are good at trying to make themselves center of attention or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so it's also, but it's also yeah. very clear that he is one of these winged ones. Oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah because that was- before they took shape into fairies or vampires, they were kind of just like generic winged creatures, right? Well, that the, the or- yeah yes. the winds no the the so the four winds the gods of the realm um before they made their their like yeah like they were uh, they all had before- their each realms land air size ski and then they all combined and made yeah, the winged they ones. All- yeah, they made their, Which their perfect looks creature. exactly like wind. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and the, those creatures... Those, uh, those, those are creatures. Those are the two sisters that went and created the fairy and the vampire. There's also... So he, uh, he very clearly looks to be one of these deities. There's also yeah, a prophecy. Like, he, he's like, what happened to them? And, and she's like, no one knows. <laughs> there's also a prophecy about one returning and then, you know, uh, fixing hmm. the war and everything. Huh. So Who how convenient. Interesting. But yeah, no, it's it's super well done. Uh, and then we get awesome. uh, the bad guy cliffhanger of uh, you know vampires continuing. Yep. Yeah, they're they're gonna attack the fairy and blame it on the humans. Yep. So You're- classic, Typical. classic. Typical. <laughs> yeah, uh, just kill everyone and say it's the the guys that you're you're you know and say it's the other guys' fault. This yeah. book yeah. is so good though. It's Antifa. Uh, <laughs> it's anti-Tifa. Uh, but speaking of super adorable books, uh, I have a new number one from Boom called Mamo uh, by Sass Millage. Uh, it's fucking adorable. It's, I get really strong, like, um, Tilly Walden meets, like... Mm. Becky Cloonan vibes in this whole thing. Um, the art is just absolutely gorgeous. There's like a little bit of Jeff Smith in there. The backgrounds I kept getting lost also in. Also Studio like, Ghibli, because of course. Yeah, yeah there's that very, too. Very, that too, yeah. yeah. Just the line work is incredible. You know what it is? It's Tilly Walden by way of Studio Ghibli. That's what it is. There like, it is. That's, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this whole story is about um, this girl who goes to the edge of town to... In, uh, to basically hire the witch to come help her mom because her mom is sick. And she finds this this girl out there and she's like, um, are you the witch? And she's like, depends on who you ask. And she's like, can I help you? And she's like, uh, I need your help. And she's like, nope, not, not in business today. Today's my day off. I'm reading a book. Leave me alone. And she's just like really reluctant and like kind of like standoffish. Um... So eventually, uh, she comes to to help her out. She's like, you know, she's like, I don't, <laughs> uh, I don't care if the fair, if the fae are eating your roses. Speaking of the fae, um, or if you need a love potion for some boy, I don't do house calls. And then that's when she finds out she's like, this magic is is just running rampant, uh, all over town, and my mom has been cursed. And she's like, okay, like whatever, fine. I'm not, I'm not the witch of this town, but I'll still help you. Um, I I love how many books we've talked about on this show where the first issue is a young woman 
on a bike of some kind, meeting a witchy type woman on the outskirts of town. I mean, it's a it's a vibe. It's I'm it's I'm here for it. I want more <laughs> it's, of it's this. It's Adam's story, favorite please. genre. It is. It's become this subgenre that I just love. <laughs> um, and yeah, she she decides to help her out when she sees like this like spooky like ghost moth, and she's ghost like. Moth. All right, fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, like creepy black, like inky moth. Yeah, thing. It's but it's really... like made of other moths. Yeah, it's, it's like a really... collection it's a of Vol- moths. It's a ghost moth Voltron. It's a Mothman. It is a Mothman. <laughs> it's a mo- it's a ghost moth Zord. You you get in, uh... you get enough Mothmans together. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, could that be what Mothman actually is? Is just a collection like, of moths? Just a cloud of moths. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so fun. That's what happens swarm. when a moth actually gets the light. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it reaches Mothman Nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie. Oh, oh my god. Uh, so anyway, so she agrees to help and uh her cat, her familiar, jumps in the in the other girl's bike and she's like, uh, is he nice? And he's like, No, he bites, leave him alone. And he's so cute. He's like, oh, I love him. The character design of the familiar is kind of interesting because, like, at times doesn't look like a cat. It almost has like an Anubis kind of look about him. It looks like Baby Poe, my cat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just like way too long. The proportions are all off. Yeah, and also he bites. So it's it's my cat. Is what I'm saying. I I think that's really the the reason I love this. Is my cat. (laughs) This is my cat. Don't tell me otherwise. Um. And then uh, they almost get trapped by a, uh, a fairy ring. Uh, and the fairy don't usually do that. So she's like, okay, something is definitely off. Uh, what the fuck is going on here? Um, they get to town and everyone is furious at the witch. And she's like, why are they all looking at me like that? And she's like, because you're not doing your job and getting rid of all this stupid magic that's fucking everything up. Um, yeah. So they, they get to her house and uh, her two younger siblings come running down she's like are you really a witch like can you tell the, the lady in the attic to go away? i i love that part where the the one the one little sister is like can you tell the lady in the attic to go away and she's like uh let's help your mom first it's like that sounds like a thing that needs to be fixed yeah that's not i i always trust a small child that sees like you know apparitions yeah if there's an old lady in the attic that only one of the little kids could see that's a huge problem and you should fix it you got yourself a hereditary. Get the fuck out of there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get the fuck out of that hereditary. You got house. yourself a paranormal activity demon happening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she goes upstairs and, and tries to help the mom and like gets like shocked by her. Well, she has this uh, this like handprint on her arm. And when she yeah. touches it, like it, it kind of zaps her. Yeah. And then she's like, all right, where's the attic? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think I know what's going on here. Where the fuck is the attic? <laughs> and then she goes up there and there's, uh, oh, her name is Orla. I apologize. Um, Orla O'Reilly, which is the coolest fucking name. She's very much an Irish vampire. Or- this is, this is. <laughs> Orla O'Reilly. It just, Orla O'Reilly. I love it. It sounds like she's like gargling. Or- Orla O'Reilly. It's such a great name. It is. Um. Yeah, so she goes up in the attic, and there's another one of these like spooky ghost moths, and um, her, the 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 chick who who brought her to the house um is like, no, I'm I'm going with you. Like, I'm you're not going alone. And so she gives her her like protection necklace. She's like, all right, well, you're gonna need this. Uh, so Orlo goes in and gets snatched up by Mamo, her grandmother, um, and is like 
being trapped and like about to fall into this like inky goop. Well, it, and, it, I uh, think it's like a collection of mods. I think she's made of it? mods. It looks <laughs> yeah. like almost seems well, like because earlier we find yeah earlier we find out that Memo is her grandmother and she was the witch of the town, but she yes. is, she has died, and that's why Orla is in town. Yes. Uh, um, and also, Orla did not seem to have a good relationship with her grandmother. Did not seem to be good at all. Uh, <laughs> and uh, probably because her grandma sucks. Yeah, cause probably because <laughs> her grandma's a freaking Mothman. <laughs> a Mothman um, haunting some little girl's mothma. attic. like Yeah, cursing her mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get a cute moment at the very end. Um, she puts the necklace over Orla and herself uh, to, to like banish Mamo back into the shadows. Um, but yeah, it's a really cool, like really nice cute beginning to a book yeah, i love the uh, art with, yeah the art's just the so art's good. fantastic it's just the cutest thing i've ever seen everything about it i just i i love the way the fluidity of things like there's this one page where she's like riding her bike across this meadow of trees and it has like almost this fisheye lens kind of yeah, yeah everything's uh, kind of like like floating it's, in like it's a very... weird like aspect to point out but it's really good at depicting wind and, like things yes. blowing <laughs> But like yeah. it's just everything looks ha- really nice. Has, it has a lot of motion yeah. to yeah. it. It's yeah. It kind of reminds me of a mushroom trip. I'm gonna say it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's what? What more do you need than witches and mushrooms? Yeah, everything trips, has so. that kind of wiggly quality about it. Yeah, I like it. Just don't look in the mirror. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna look like a Cronenberg monster. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Uh, so I have uh, Carmen number five by Gillum March did story and art. So this I believe this is the, um, this is the last end. issue in this series. Oh damn! Just a I don't know if we've talked about it much, but just basically <clears throat> the the elevator pitches. Our character main character has died, and now she is on a pretty much talking to our character Carmen, and who was like an afterlife sherpa to yeah she's she's a, literally a spirit guide spirit she guide guides, to guide the spirits onto the next plane of existence and, and wherever they're supposed to go like either red circle or blue <coughs> circle meaning good incarnate reincarnation or bad reincarnation i hate that it always has to be such a binary like why isn't there a middle place well, well welcome to aren't you welcome to this issue yeah. <laughs> um nice i, te- I cheated up for you so as we've been <laughs> Uh, we've been learning more and more about Carmen, who is our spirit guy, essentially, and like what's going on and what the role there is. As we've learned, our other character, like her life, she she's able to exist in life and see people like in the world, so she could see like her friends, what they've seen, t- say about her, figure out what's going on. So she's and as she, she's she being gets shown Christmas all these things, she essentially, gets yeah, Carol'd. and yeah. she could view people's thoughts and thing, and like by touching them or like apparating through them and she's also learning that like while suicide is a very real and very like you know like se- like she obviously was going through a lot of pain but she also never took anyone else's pain into account her parents and her friends and all that stuff and that's what carmen really pointed out to her was like like truly how selfish she was in life well, and was specifically that culminated pointing out in a selfish death. she only did it for attention so yes, she got well, yeah. Dickinsoned with just a dash of It's a Wonderful Life. 
Yep, a little bit. A little so bit. we learn more basically now that there is this whole system, this whole operation that Carmen is a part of. She is a manager. This whole whole system, essentially. Yeah, the, the bureaucracy of the afterlife. And we have learned she's that a team lead. This this she spends the most time with her spirits and learning and be just making sure she's doing the best job. And there was one Everyone case... Everyone else literally just, like, stamps a form and says, fuck yeah. you, off you go. So there was yeah. one case that essentially, back in... The, I don't remember what they call it, but there's, like, one the that... B- Bingle Light yeah, episode or something like that? They yeah. got... they they're It's automatically decide based on... It's pretty much very similar. So, like, whatever's it's, decided it's the on good their place. life. You, yeah. get, you get a point total, and you find out if you're you're good or bad, and then you get... And it's a good place with reincarnation. Oh, uh, God, I'm going to the bad place. Well, <laughs> basically, what Carmen is now doing is, as she's teaching these people and learning and having them learn these things, now twice, she's changed the fate of these people. Yeah, which they thought the point totals end, like, right now when it's you a, die. Now it's calculating it those things that, that you learn once you're dead. Exactly. So, I thought it was a really cool thing, and she even talks about, like, look, here's all the different scenarios, like, all of these things could have happened, and you wouldn't have died. All of these things could have happened, and you wouldn't have died, and all this stuff. And then, as they're talking, and they go through it, you actually see that she switches to, they call it a, a code blue, and... Uh, meaning you would be a good reincarnation, but even rarer than that, and then she's even talking, it's like, I wish there would be some way that you could come back and live your, your life and go back in your own body and live your life with all the knowledge that you've learned. And yeah, rather than being completely reincarnated as a completely new person and not remember anything that happened in this life. Right. So she's off to go off to the next life, and then it's kind of that one in a million thing that was going to happen to save her happens. Yeah, like a, a power surge, because she, she killed herself by putting the... Uh, uh, hair dryer in the tub. Hair dryer in the tub. Well, she, she cut her wrists, and the hair dryer was also in the tub, but I don't think it was like on or something. She was just hedging um, her bets. Like, if yeah, this exactly. doesn't work, then the uh, hair dryer... But a power surge happens, and it like shocks her back to life, and her roommate, like because the power goes out, her roommate goes into the bathroom and finds her. So. Yeah, I just really like this idea, especially coming off the good place and stuff. I just like these spiritual guardian gu- guides and guardians, like teaching people, like, look, yes, maybe you, you're dead or whatever, and like you've learned all of these good, like you've just learned how to maybe, if your death was the right thing to do, if like you've lived your life in a good way, and just becoming a better person it was really it was a it was a really cool and like yeah and she comes back and and corrects some of the mistakes like she and she has the memory like it's like a dream and stuff and like she has some of these flashbacks from all the previous issues and stuff so you, we kind of get some we tie up a lot of this the, the stories that are told throughout this issue as she's flying around as like a spirit um and on top of everything else it's uh it's gorgeous it's so pretty. This is a cool book. I've been waiting for trade with this one. This is a really good one. It, it read super well in issue. It will read. I think it'll read great in trade. It. Yeah. The art is phenomenal. I hope it gets like an oversized trade, just so you. Yeah. Can it was. Dunk you know, your eyeballs into those pretty pretty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Each art. issue has like additional art and stuff in the back, so you could see too, like storyboarding type thing. So, but it was um. Didn't really know anything about this one. Kind of grabbed me from the first issue, and I was like, all right, you know, just kind of get along on this journey and this one i really liked how this closed out with just kind of the idea of that there's uh you know spiritual guardians that are just trying to make people better 
and you know get them the best that they can because these are these i don't know just it was a really it was a really great way to end and like her being so excited about it like she, she wanting to make these people better um and like trying to to I get mean, can you imagine if you did your job every single day as best you could and you only succeeded twice <laughs> <laughs> that well, kind of sounds like my current job situation I know, yeah right yeah but she's literally changing the fate of the universe yeah because now all the other spirit guides are realizing like holy shit we could have been doing this the whole time how many people could yeah we well it's seen? like is are we doing something or is she just doing her job the best way that we should be doing and it just starts all it yeah it brings that whole thing into question yeah it was a great it was a great little series um i, I really liked it oh. all right y'all want to do some shout outs no let's sh- there, no, let's shout, right. let's shout some outs. Uh, so I have Hellions 13 by Zeb Wells, uh, Rogue Antonio, Rain, and Rain Barreto. Um, we're finally getting uh, post gala storylines for all the X books, and um, Hellions sets up like uh, a great uh, storyline. Um, which is sinister. Which also call and it calls back to uh, Ten of Swords. Yeah, so, so many sinisters. So many this. sinisters. <laughs> so this book is essentially the sinister that we thought died at the hands of the um, locust file in during Ten of Swords. Tarn the uncaring. Well, yeah, Tarn. Uh, so like Sinister stole all the the samples, and uh, he they thought he died getting the samples to. Uh, to Krakoa, but he didn't die. He just became a filthy <laughs> traitor and is now working for Tarn. But he comes back and he's like covered in stitches and like wounds. And he's just been tortured which, for. Which is a great way to distinguish good sinister from yeah. bad sinister. Yeah. Which, which also, good sinister is a poor nomenclature as well. But. So he comes back and he's talking to the other sinister. And the other sinister is like, what? I, I mean, you know, we. We fought, and you know, I got you got the right to go to, uh, to yeah, a men. Off, off to the in, off to the incinerators, you go. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I let you keep the cape. It's like which it got immediately lost. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, the Hellions team comes to check on Sinister, and as they show up, the Locust file will appear, and he's like, "I got you what you guys wanted—a rematch." It's like, oh boy. Also, it's really funny that since everyone do- everyone died either in um Otherworld, so they they were resurrected weird, or they died the second they got back to Krakoa, mm. but that entire experience they don't remember yeah. at all. It was like it, it was the lapse in the like like reboot uh, before like uh, Cerebro could like um, yeah. There's no backup I, of those memories. There's no backup of that yeah. moment. So like all these freaks come into the room and they're like, "Who the fuck are also, these people? My, Why do they want to kill us so bad?" Also, my my favorite moment is just one of the locust vial goes up to havoc. It's like I hate your small bitter hands. They were <laughs> they were gross. It's like oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, what do you say to that? <laughs> yeah, he's like you. He's like me. I don't. What? What did I do? My, sorry, my you? hands were bitter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm so excited to see the the fight that can uh, 
shows up next issue because they all died the first time so <laughs> yeah like really, really bad. badly they got, they got eaten really yeah badly. most of them got <laughs> most of them got devoured so yeah they got fucked up <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, they also just found out that Sinister murdered all of them. They're yeah. like, oh man, oh you did. Of course you did, you. you fucker. Yeah, of course, of course you did. <laughs> um, all right, I'll take a, I'll take this one. I think, I think this was mine. I don't remember. Yeah. Ah, uh, so we have. Well, it's an image number one, so I just assumed it was me. Yeah, it's yours. Uh, Ordinary Gods number one. This is Kyle Higgins, uh, Felipe Watanabe, and Frank William. So this one kind of, I wasn't really sure what this was so just kind of grabbed it on a whim really to be honest um and we kind of get this like (laughs) it's hard it's weird saying this a bloodier version of wicked and divine (laughs) a very high level which is impressive impressive. to make a bloodier version of wicked divine it's wicked divine more blood less like queer style (laughs) yeah more like fun there's like no fun I said queer yeah, style, at least, aka yeah. Fun. At least we get Bowie Satan and Wicked. Wicked I mean, Divine. The, the thing about Wicked and the Vine is that it, like it plays with um, actual established mythology gods, and this yeah, right. is just this is generic fantasy gods that they created. I, I don't know why I said generic, but um, yeah, it's their own. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's their own world yeah, gods. It's not established mythology. Like yeah, D and D fantasy gods, and that they're yes. continuously at war. Because there was one main god that they all hated, and then there was a rebellion. So the rebellion has just been going on for thousands of years, and then they figured out a way to resurrect themselves. So the the war is eternal, and then now the one, like, inventor god figured out a way to, to trap them into human bodies. So... Yeah, so, like, they're all, like, archetypes. They show a map. They're all... They all have, like... Like they're all gods and deities from like land, like the land of savagery, strength, yeah. cunning, and they all embody those types of things, like sorrow, guilt, very high fantasy. Like, yeah. I gotta check this book out. It's so yeah, good. And then there's one. It's really fun. Basically, yeah. there's one, and they're all under this one king, and there's this giant. And then the luminary is like this one. She's like she, the leader she's of the, the rebellion. Spar- yeah, she sparks the rebellion against the main king, and that's when this war starts and as rj was saying basically like they figured out how to resurrect themselves these 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 deities so the war is eternal essentially at this point it's and also the uh the the way to get rid of them is to put them on earth in flesh prisons well right so the they kind of they talk about (laughs) isn't that what i'm in now yeah we're all in a but are you also a deity in there the, no one yeah. knows. Is that where the pocket deli so. comes from? <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't know my life. Yeah, they are effectively <laughs> figuring out. Okay, we need to figure out a way to take these guys off the play, the battlefield. So they find a world <laughs> that is young enough, that has enough power, that can can actually take on these people, and they basically create a weapon that will trap them there. And before the rebellion can use the weapon, the bad dudes use it on them, and they all get trapped in human forms on earth and they also kind of explained that like this is where like warring st- people have like happened on earth and like yeah uh some of them are yakuza now and it- it's wild yeah, it's 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 just and like they've been in animals like they show the evolution like it's mm. like it's been happening with like apes and the first evolution of man and it's in the, like this these warring battles have been happening and then it finally comes down to the present day and it's like this brother and sister um and we find out that this 
this kid is um he's the human um i don't know if prison's the right word um the well, human the suit host. of the luminary yeah. he's the host thank you that's a good word for yeah. it not not human suit that's but he's weird. the host for the luminary um, and he doesn't know that um yeah they don't know which is the key difference here i think is like i think there has to be some kind of like awakening for them to like know who yeah, they are well, so his his baby sister murdered his whole family with a fork so <laughs> yeah and he's already struggling he was already just struggling with depression and right. um or maybe that's not gonna help <laughs> hold on maybe but it's it's really cool the way that oh they- that's a flashback this is all ma- the book's making i was tired <laughs> he's in therapy because he i think he watched his sister murder his parents <laughs> um and Yikes. i think we see the flashback of it but now we kind of like find out what happened to yeah. him it, it's really um, cool the way it weaves all these stories together because as you're learning about the main character and through the therapy sessions and like his his yeah. life you're also learning about the background of all these fantasy gods and like all of this stuff and then also the people um in like the yakuza and stuff that are trying to find him dude and these fantasy a lot of world building it's, yeah it's, and these fantasy god work. fight scenes are awesome they're looking. really cool like, th- i want to know who this i don't know who this one dude maybe he's like yeah this one giant bald bearded motherfucker he is <laughs> that's bad news that dude looks like bad news <laughs> i don't know what land he is from but he is um i think that's the main bad guy he's not like oh maybe he's like the king yeah that's yeah the king. you're that's right like, you're right but uh, yeah no it's real good really enjoyed it yeah it's cool very cool number one like you said we got you get a lot of world in one issue, <laughs> in issue one yeah in a good way All right, well, I got a shout out just real fast. Um, I've got Wonder Girl number two by Joel Jones and Jordi Belair. Oh. Um, it's uh, Yara Flora just still in Brazil. Uh, last we saw her, she uh, you know, got lured into the, the water. And then we find what I thought was really cool about this issue was the backstory on this like water creature. And it's mm-hmm. actually Yara's namesake. It's a, it's a deity named Iara. And... Uh, I don't know enough about Brazilian um, mythology to really know, but, uh, you know, at us if you do, uh, but it seems very cool. So the whole premise behind Yara is that um, she was like the greatest warrior in all the land and she was like her father's favorite and her two brothers were so jealous that they conspired to murder her. Jerks. Um, yep. And they underestimated the, the sister, so underestimated the sister, so the sister like beat them when they tried to kill her. Um, and then she killed them instead, you know, out of survival. Um, and then the the king, her her father, was so um, ashamed and so so saddened by losing his sons that he threw his favorite daughter like off a wow, cliff. What also a jerk? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's, everyone's a jerk. Um, yeah, but luckily she didn't die. Um, she she fell into the water fish. and. <laughs> and she, what, what, you know, she grew a fishtail where her legs had been, and she became. Uh, and she you figured know, fish she was goddess. gonna spend a lot of time down there. Might as well get comfy. Yeah, might as well. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So she she would remain Jesus. protector of the sacred waters by luring evil men that dared to step close to the the water's edge. Um, and so she has this like like mace ball thing that um 
that Yara is like drawn to. I believe that's going to be her. I think this is like who she's channeling to get her powers. Um, I'm not exactly sure because she she grabs like the the chain and is just like electrified with power and like shoots up back out of the water. I feel like it's something that might be like awakening her powers. I think it is. Yeah. We also Um, get Cassie in this issue. We get Cassie. Cassie's back. Um, yeah, it's all the other pantheon of gods. All the, all the goddesses are like coming after her. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, they're all freaking out. I love all the um, gods and goddesses on this episode today. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot there's of a them. Lot. There's a lot. Um, and then like <laughs> her her boy uh, uh, Joao like, her got boy. her clo- got her clothes. The from guy the- he met yesterday. <laughs> she oh, met yesterday. So creepy. Who is like? It's <laughs> they are they are. Hot and heavy already, for sure. But yeah, he like Gross. got her a bunch of clothes from lost from the lost Gross. lost and found, and uh, she's like, "Who loses their pants? Like what?" Yeah, what that is- was a good. I was thinking that too. <laughs> also, she gets super powered, and like people and like people come after her on a plane, and she just she didn't know she got super powered, so she just rips a hole in the plane and she knocks kicks- them out. She's like, "You straight up <laughs> murdered them." She kicks yep. someone out of the plane. Yeah. Physically. Like, literally just the kicked plane. them out of the plane. <laughs> but it, it was just so funny, because it's like, uh, oh, you're going to come after me? I was like, all right, punch. Oh, they're di- they're done. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess whatever. <laughs> well, you just died. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's and definitely then, getting powered up right now. And she gets she gets struck by um, Zephyros's arrow, which is Cupid, essentially. And uh, What? Yeah, so now he, no. Yeah, that that he drops no. it and cuts himself, and he and he sees like the evil cloud god, and now he's in love with the evil cloud. No, he's god. in love with Yara. Oh. he's in love with yeah, Yara. So I'm almost positive he's in love with Yara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in love with Yara. Because uh, yeah, he didn't hit Yara. I know because of the guy. Yeah, no, because of the guy yeah, and he Yara. Dro- he was about to shoot them, right? And then he yes, he was about to shoot them, and he cuts himself <laughs> instead. And now he's in love with we, Yara. Uh, we read it. Like, I swear. <laughs> yeah, it's also I read this first because it was like But it's also just really funny that. to see Cupid hit himself. It's like, dude, how yeah. long have you been shooting arrows? Come on, man. <laughs> but the way it's drawn, it basically says like he he falls in love with the next person he sees, but then he shows like him standing in front of this evil cloud god. So right. I wasn't but sure I th- like who it was. Oh, god, at least it wasn't his mom or something. Yeah. I mean <laughs> mythology is It would make sense up. that it's Yara though. Uh, yeah, it's Yara. Yeah. Who wouldn't fall in love with Yara? You don't even need an arrow for that. Yeah, no, it's just continuing a fantastic book. Everyone go check it out. So top story. We did it. Story. We did it. We made it. Oh my god, X-Men is so good. Goodbye, oh. everybody. X-Men. Uh, got that's it. it. So they do an X. I I've 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 been saying this all week. Fucking hot take. I think I like this more than Hickman's X-Men number one. It's very good. It is another X-Men number one. And I really think this had the opportunity to be uncanny X-Men. I'm a little disappointed yeah. that it's not. I have a feeling that because Uncanny is so tied to the title and Hickman clearly cares about the way that the line is presented and named because there's a lot of reusing of names for different teams and for events that Uncanny, he has a plan for. Mm. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, maybe that's like the... the He's very meticulous in the plans. way that everything is presented. Oh yeah, because it's all about like you know his magical thinking, like for sure. But um, he's calling it that or not, we got uh, we got to give our eyeballs a lovely treat by reading some Pepe Larraz X Men. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. Oh my god, 
Yeah, Pepe I think I think Pepe Larraz might be my favorite X Men artist. I mean, he's just like the best new artist in general, and like that says album. a lot about the long line of people who've drawn the X Men. <laughs> so yeah, we get we get a really cool. So basically, the X Men want to have a presence in New York again because they haven't for for a while now. So obviously, so the they, they build a treehouse. They build the treehouse overnight. <laughs> I like uh, this is um, like this is the the fruit of Kakoa's labor. Like yes. it's interesting that um around about the discussion of the book, but like they now because they've established uh Kakoa and like they've gotten this amnesty, they they now can be superheroes without the whole having to fight to survive thing. Mm-hmm. So this exactly. is like, so the, like this is one of the benefits of having Krakoa is that now that they can they can freely help people and which is clearly what Cyclops and Jean have wanted and it's just great to see this uh this book and its mission statement like that and finally getting you know yeah yeah, they're they're finally on top, not just fighting for survival. And Krakoa is um, no stranger to Central Park either. <laughs> yes, um, there's yeah, there's there's a really cool so so uh, Scott Summers is like walking around outside the the treehouse, and Ben Urich comes up to him and starts asking him questions. Uh, we find out through this conversation that Emma bought a portion of Central Park with her like you know blank checkbook, obviously, and they built it and called it Seneca Gardens. And I don't know if it goes into it in this book, but Seneca Gardens, basically where Central Park now stands, was um, owned by uh, wealthy black landowners, think, and it was just seized by the that, fucking government. I think Ben York makes a nod. He makes a nod. Yeah, and it's on the data page, basically saying, yeah, yeah like it's it's nice that you at least paid homage to the history of this place when you did yeah, this. Like, yeah, and, and he says something. This is like you know, it's important to honor the place where we set our roots, Mister yeah. York. Um, uh, so that's really fucking cool. Before we get to any of this, the first couple of pages, we get the story of this guy who made his entire life's work figuring out how to terraform Mars. Yeah, so, that's the uh, villain. Yes. The villain is mad because the mutants got the Mars first, and Which it's is hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's fucking Fei Long, so that's a uh, whoof. Yeah, they pissed off Fei Long, so... So, yeah. Fuck that guy, I guess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so then, then uh, we, we find uh, Scott and, and Jean give uh, Polaris a tour of the treehouse, and that's kind of how we're introduced to the structure of the whole great thing. Great splash page. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah, my God, the way the, this page reads is great. I was trying to explain this to Zach, uh, but I, I'd, I didn't have the comic, like, directly in front of me, and I was just like, I'm really not doing it justice. It's really pretty. And he's just like, they're living in a treehouse. Like the exact same reaction that Polaris has. I like uh, when they were talking about naming the, uh, the jet. It's like, it's going to be the blackbird. Isn't it? It's like, no, we're going to name it something else. <laughs> no, they're going to name it after, um, either Thunderbird or, right. um, but I just think it's funny that they threw that joke out there. It's Thunderbird yeah. or Proudstar. Yeah. The Thunder. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, I, I like, I like the, uh, the recurring joke of like, who doesn't want a treehouse? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great because Jean's uh, like Scott's like, yeah, I always wanted treehouse when I was a kid. Um, I also love the the way they did it was with mutant technology too. It was like a bonsai tree that like oh, they gave that, they, once they designed it, forge, yeah, yeah, like forge like infused it with like technology, uh, like and then mm-hmm. and then tempo um, temp- tempo came and like aged it overnight. I also into this, like, like they massive... were on the uh, pull to be 
part of the team, so that they found a way to incorporate them. Regardless, exactly. yeah, yeah, well, like, yeah, to your they point, they were still a part of it. That you yeah. mentioned Casey, like Emma bought the plot of land, and literally the next day, this thing showed up. Like it wasn't yeah. like a planned thing. It was they bought the land, and overnight, this giant tree treehouse fucking popped immediately up immediately <laughs> after terraforming Mars. Like, yeah. like so a like a super Wawa. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine, <laughs> dude? If they could put Wawa's up that fast, it's like that Chick Fil A or something. I don't know. Ah, yeah. Those things would be everywhere if they could put Wawa's up that fast, and they're already everywhere. Yeah, if you Can could you just imagine? plant a Wawa, holy man. shit, we would be in trouble. Yeah, there are places where there's two across the street from each other. It's fucking yeah, it's for those ridiculous. of you that don't live in Philadelphia specifically, a sheets, Wawa is a 7-11. is a convenience store that we like a lot. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> they're everywhere apparently yeah, so it's, yeah. it comprises <laughs> about 80% of my diet Jesus. is stuff yeah. from Wawa oh that explains everything it does <laughs> <laughs> so so back to the book as they're getting the tour of the treehouse uh, the a fucking meteor is just like crashing over Manhattan this and, fucking, and this fucking page with with Rogue flying oh man so with the explosion pretty. behind her like Rogue being like indestructible and can fly and like being showcased for that is always great yeah we don't get nearly enough of her doing that then, um, uh-oh kaiju yeah so she uh-oh kaiju yeah, yeah like that <laughs> kaiju that's like kaijus. that's like <laughs> if a space a part of a spaceship grew legs and had weird tongues like it's a weird looking thing it's my, a my, really cool fucking character yeah, it's like what you mean my brain yeah, made yeah. that yeah, like that like Tron Legacy, um, <laughs> Godzilla film sound that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that, oh for sure. That classic, like the THX yeah. noise. That like dubstep uh, weird. Yeah. It's just so interesting because it's like, uh, Hickman's X Men was like very specific, and it's like this is clearly the superhero book. It's like yes. this, yeah, yeah. Just, exactly. It's like. All right, this is what the book is. We're gonna we're Action. gonna beat up some kaiju, and we get the and new now team. Now that they've and they've really <laughs> stressed mutant technology, like the building Absolutely. of all the, the the team, like the team members, like powers and and making something better. They've stressed that in all the other books, and really, the best way <laughs> to do that. And the fucking number one is to build a goddamn mech out of to make a mechazord. Yes. Yeah, they made a megazord. <laughs> they, they made they made an Ashley Wood robot. <laughs> it says I'm getting. It has such Ashley Wood vibes. They even this, have this the, mech like, that they made. each person in a different compartment panel. Yeah, yep. they made. Yeah. they made yeah. a fucking Megazord. And it was awesome, so but it's like a giant tater tot with arms <laughs> yeah, and legs. It's, it's not <laughs> overly <laughs> impressive. Yeah, but like it's super they didn't cool. have it they didn't have time to plan. Okay, it's impressive you know what? It that looks they like made a it from fucking minion. It's, it's impressive it's, they made it from it's scrap metal. Very reminiscent of Ashley Wood's robots. Like like Google Ashley Wood. He's like famous for robot designs. I just think it's yeah. yeah, like the fact that Polaris basically is like, I got this and just made it on the fly from scrap metal lying around New York. So cool. there, there was a cool like mutant synergy thing where like yeah. what's his name all their had like a plan. He, he and had then the, he had the plan in his oh, head and forge. Polaris was like, all right, uh, let's, let's sync, sync, oh, sync, sync because he still has forge yeah. powers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just let me know what that is. He's like, all right, I got this shit. Yeah, it's it like cool. they just create a shopping list. Well, that that's yeah, my favorite. It's, it's I mean, fucking like, great. that's that's what's so cool about the X Men is that, oh, even before all of the mutant technology stuff, is that each, 
each of them having a specific power set, they always had to find ways to combine. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like they're yeah, getting they, they've super... They've been doing it forever, but they, I feel they like really they're getting super it. creative with how they can use their powers in these... Yeah. This... Especially because, like, at the end of the, the fight, fight, giant robot versus kaiju battle, like, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four show <laughs> up, and they're like, oh, it looks like you, um... Well, I like how ultimately... You got this handle. I like how ultimately <laughs> at the end, it's, um... Just Lara getting shot into this <laughs> thing and just destroying it from the inside. Yeah, yeah, she keeps saying, she keeps saying, like, open the fucking door so I can just cut yeah. it until it's yeah, dead. Yeah, I'm just going to keep like, cutting until this thing's no longer a threat. Yeah, basically. I love how ultimately that's how they end up killing this thing anyway. It's just fastball special. It. Yeah, they they wound it with uh, with Scott's uh, beam and. Um, uh, Sunfire's uh, yeah, fi- the, yeah, they made like, a hole like, basically. I, I like yeah, they yeah. Made a hole. The, the, the line <laughs> when they blast it with an optic blast, and the line is, um, "Let me get some optics on the situation." Oh, that's that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. It yeah. was such a fucking yeah. cartoon vibe. It was so great. Yeah, it's it, it, it's this is such classic X Men. Like every page of this, I was just like, "Yes!" Like this is the X Men I've been wanting. Then- then we get to our other villains who are on Space Vegas watching <laughs> watching Vegas, taking yeah, game world. taking bets uh yeah turns out know. the whole fucking thing was just like okay who's got bets yeah. on robot to destroy earth who's got bets awesome. on, on yeah you know, turns out the whole thing how was how fast do you think the giant robot's going to destroy them earth? sending the giant robot and then instantaneously getting the result also the the leader yeah. of this game world is like a dead astronaut body with a with a sentient fungus like <laughs> yeah. living inside it i love it it's so great it's yeah, so it's good. Like, this is cool. stars. And then uh and Fei Long is also there. So that doesn't that's not good for the for the X-Men, I just think so. it's like this crazy this crazy like pocket dimension game world where they can like literally send monsters to Earth and bet on it. I want to hang out get in this res- place. And get results instantaneously. That's so yeah. clear. Yeah. We, that's we, so clear on X-Men. It's so clear. But like, I, it's, yeah. I did like the, that whole bit where, like, um, in the comm systems, you got, like, the Avengers and the Fantastic Four going, like, hey, we're here if you need I us, but, like, the interaction. it looks like you got this. I love the interaction <laughs> with Thing, where he's like, well, I don't have time to sit around all day. I've got brisket in the smoker. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it, 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 we don't really see who it is, but someone's like, I'm really glad I didn't have to clock in <laughs> on this one. It's definitely Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, definitely yeah. Hawkeye. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. God. Sorry, go I ahead. Also, yeah. No, oh you go ahead. Well, I was you gonna go, talk about go the, the end of the book. Yeah. Whatever the I, fuck I, I that was. The description of deep in the ground in a particularly evil <laughs> part of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah. Jerry Duggan is really good at regional jokes that that like the three of us or the four of us really get. Yeah. Like it's just like yeah, I guess it's, the, the tri-state area is just yeah. like. So I guess this is Doctor Stasis trying to figure out how the X Men have cracked resurrection. Yes, <laughs> it's not going great for him. And just uh, doing horrible experiments. Just creating a bunch bodies. of Cronenbergs. <laughs> yeah, uh, festive Cronenbergs today. Yeah, <laughs> and then we get a then we get. The ad for our favorite space lawyer. <laughs> He's back. Bird murder. Has Arako caused you distress bird, bird, so fucking good? Has terraforming moths I think this is. I forgot about this. Guy. I think this is his brother because it's blurred. Blurred. Because wasn't the what other was, one? Wasn't the other? What was the other one? Wasn't he like? 
Wasn't he Blurdock? Yeah, was he like Matt Blurdock or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> Boy. Uh, Either way, great. we have another terrible space lawyer. Potentially. <laughs> How many terrible space this lawyers book are is, there? This book is so much fucking fun. There's a lot going so on. much fun. I, and it's so X-Men. Ah, love it. Yeah, I, I'm just excited that, like, you know, because I'm still enjoying the, the X-Line, uh, I, I get to enjoy, like, both of these things and, like, have kind of two different vibes going. Um, but if oh, someone right. isn't oh. enjoying one of them, they have options now. Yeah. But they're also wrong, what? and that's fine. <laughs> also, Marvel, if you're listening, bring back X-Factor, you cowards. <laughs> How fucking dare you? Oh, I, there's I, so I, many books in the X-Line, though. Like, there's, there's definitely a book for everybody in the X-Line right now, for sure. I also like this joke that like after they they beat this kaiju and they had this like one time use mech robot and they're all like I really hope we get to use the robot again. Well, they turned into then, a lighthouse. <laughs> yeah, they turned it into yeah. a lighthouse for for Krakoa, which is just so adorable. It's great. He has a he has his own little so purpose now. He gets to help. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna prevent people from crashing. They give it sentience and then it just becomes a a, a new X Men no. member. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, it was really good. Obviously. As we gush about every detail. <laughs> I like the new team, too. It's very cool. I love when you get to see the new team and you get to see the whole dynamic with them. It's a solid right team. Right from the jump. Yeah. Solid team. I like it. So yeah, that was last week's comics. We did it. Yeah. We certainly did. Speaking so, of X-Men. <laughs> what's out this week? Looks like Excalibur and Way of X. Cool, cool. Detective. Um, and Batman we'll Detective. Thor. Yeah. yeah, the Detective and Detective. And oh, yeah, both Detective. And Joker. And Joker, dang. And um, Urban Thor. Lots of Batmans. Uh, there's a there's a new Ed Brisson uh, Aftershock book called Beyond the Breach. Okay. Spider Shadow. Oh, nice. Spider Shadow, I see Wonder Woman, Thor, TMNT. and Die. TMNT. Damn, this is a stacked week. It's always it a stacked week now. We read too many books. <laughs> I know. We, we've, oh. we've gotten too, too dependent on a lot of books. Guys, the haha issue that has Martin Morazzo as the artist. Oh, fuck. Fuck y'all up. I can't wait. Silver coin what? as well. Oh, this is the This is the Lemire uh, issue. A Man Among Ye comes back. Oh. Dibs. God damn it. Not on a man among yeah, you. Sorry, I that's figured. all RJ, but on Silver Coin. Um yeah, ha, ha. Black Hammer man. Visions. This is the Colin Bunn issue. Man. Hell yeah. Yes, um this is gonna be a week. Coming in hot. Alright, well Orcs looks spooky as hell. Which one? Did y'all see the cover for Orcs? No, but Orcs is out, so we got Orcs, too. Yeah, we got Orcs. We need to get her on the show. We do. She's a treasure. I love her. Um, Please come on the show. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, but yeah, uh, follow us on the Twitters and the Instagrams at Last Week's Comics. Um, Go check out our Patreon. And uh, go check out some other shows on Dueling Genre. Uh, TMNT Minute is back, y'all. Uh, I forgot to talk nice. about this last week. We we were back last week. Um, 
this is going to, as you're listening to this now, we're, we're deep into our second week of doing Turtles 3, three minutes at a time, because none of us wanted to be tortured for any longer than we absolutely needed to be. <laughs> but we're doing it. If you want to hear me talk about Turtles 3, uh, you got it. Um, go check that out. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? What else? Nothing else. That's it. So yeah, uh, check us out. Uh, go join our Discord where you can bug us. And we'll see you next week. Uh, for myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. And free Britney. <laughs>